Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louis. We need to talk to someone about Louis. <laughs> Kate, when was the last time you were up at pre-dawn? <laughs> well, I have a... 14-week-old baby, but actually not recently. So, yeah, I know. I'm just waiting for the the four-month sleep regression basically to to ruin my bliss. But, um, yeah, it's been a little while. You know that you're living on the edge when there's a five in front of the (laughs) clock, that's for sure. And and you're waking up rather than going to sleep. So, yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, I guess the follow-up question to that question uh, for this episode, Rug Island, is when was the last time you were up at pre-dawn, closed you had to get to work, and then you didn't go to work and you played for two hours in the backyard? <laughs> well, when I first saw this episode, Mare, I have to say I was really confused by Rug Island, which, by the way, is the episode we're discussing today, because I couldn't work out what had happened. Had they magically constructed and <laughs> moved every pot plant in the house onto the lawn <laughs> within like what a, a 15 minute time frame like it, it just yeah. yeah I know it's talking dogs but it seemed far-fetched dad can you play with us sorry kiddo I've got to get to work oh, I wish you didn't have to work that's what grown-ups do I'm afraid well I'm glad I'm a kid Enjoy it while it lasts. It is confusing. Also, from the establishing shot, it like you do realise once you're inside and they're eating breakfast, it must be morning, but it does look like sunset more than sunrise to yeah. me as well. Or perhaps I'm just colours. in denial. I don't want to know that pre-dawn exists, <laughs> even though I'm reminded of it almost on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm so sorry, darling. <laughs> that's all right. It's a, it's a beautiful time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you're actually getting up that early for work, Usually there's a reason you're doing it. It's you're catching not just for a fun. flight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're catching a flight. I mean, Brisbane people, let's face it, Queenslanders are a bit odd. They seem to have their day back to front. They go to bed very, very early culturally, this seems. Correct me if I'm wrong, because <laughs> you lived up there for a long time. No, but it seems out. But it seems like everyone's up at like five, five thirty and then sort of in bed by seven thirty at night. Is that a is that a fair <laughs> assumption? <laughs> I think uh, the Queenslanders listening might be resenting that assertion <laughs> quite strongly, but it's it's not that far from the truth. I'd say you're only an hour or two out, to be wow, honest. Wow, really? Yeah, because, I mean, so much happens, it seems, in that first little bit of the day. It might be because of the heat. I don't know. But, um, yeah, every time we've been up there, well, maybe it's just the people that we've stayed with, but they always seem to be up very early and they've, you know, you stumble out for breakfast sort of bleary-eyed. They've already been for a run and fed the dog and got a load of washing on the line and <laughs> everyone's yeah, down at the beach pain. already. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, that's okay. <laughs> well, it you know, things work differently on Rug Island and perhaps uh, perhaps that is one of the many metaphors that Rug Island is, just a metaphor for Queensland. <laughs> I love Rug Island. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Are there a lot of pens then in Queensland? (laughs) I just love, like, 
I love this whole episode, but that first moment where, apropos of nothing, Chili pops up to tell the girls she's got new texters or markers, as she says, I think. Um, and you felt pens, and, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that would be yeah. it. And yeah, yeah. the girl's response is just so baffling and yet has just so much promise. <gasps> Rock Island! Huh? The felt pens, I have never been more excited about the multiple uses of a connector pen before seeing this episode I think like (laughs) um apparently like I've seen photos of parents on social media and they're like my kids don't even realize that they can draw with these because they're so busy making (laughs) fish and snakes and like yeah they are pretty awesome yeah yeah well they are um I don't know with toddlers in the house I don't love the idea of letting, well, I guess the backyard's okay, but letting um, texters roam free. No. I kind of try and keep them contained and yes. that way when the <laughs> lids inevitably come off, you know, nothing too um, nothing too extreme is getting drawn on. But that doesn't happen in this episode. They just, just are connected. The only disappointing aspect of these Um, potential filled textures is that you can't actually get this product for real life. Um, What do you mean? Well, connector pens exist, but they only click together um, in a row. You you, You can't top and bottom connect them, which seems to be what Bluey and Bingo are doing. I caught some fish. Oh, nice shelter, Bingo. Thanks. But you you can still, like, for instance, so they make a spear and that looks like just a long row of pens yeah, all and the connected snake top and to bottom well, and the yeah. snake, yeah. But you can sort of click the bottom of one pen into the the connecty bit of the other and so then sort of make them like, like a, a tower. Like a staircase a double, tower, right? A, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a bit of engineering uh, would have to go into this is what mm. I'm saying, and that is good. STEM, we like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of educational potential in this episode, I think. Homeware's potential too as well because I really covet that kiwi fruit rug that they're using and you and I have long admired this rug within the Healer household and it seems to be getting a whole new lease of life as this backyard. <laughs> but it's grown. Is it my imagination or is the kiwi rug huge? Like, you know, by the time you think of the mound, uh, yeah, it just seems massive. Well- Considering the lush jungle that, as you say, has been created very quickly uh, in the backyard and um, seems to be, yeah, vines hanging from high places. Um, Yeah, look, I think maybe this is a bit of the classic within the game perception is being altered and um, playing with all that kind of thing. Um, But, yeah, it. It works pretty effectively. Like I feel like I'm on a tropical island and um, it seems even once Bandit uh, finds himself shipwrecked there, he seems to get the same vibe. i got to say, this place looks pretty chill. What's for breakfast? Listen, grown-up, if you want to stay on Rug Island, you have to work. Oh, man, ripped off. It's got a very Lord of the Flies-esque vibe, I think, this particular episode. Were you picking up on those themes? Well, there's so many movies that involve an island shipwreck or equivalent. Mm. Um, 
I've seen someone say castaway as well. Of course, oh, yeah. this is a populated island. We do get a ball involved. So perhaps <laughs> there's a Wilson overtones later in the episode. But actually, for me, it was um, Gulliver's Travels that it kind of sort of sang out most because oh, with the little people. I guess, Bluey and Bingo are the little people. Um, yeah, Dad doesn't get a name through this whole episode apart from the grown-up, yeah. um, like Gulliver, you know, on the on the uh, Lilliputian, is that the right word, island? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I it's a long time since I've seen Gulliver's Travels and I think I saw one of the very old versions. Um, I noticed they made it again a few, maybe even 10 years ago with Jack Black. Yeah. Um, didn't revisit that. but You can tell we're, um, we're, we're proper grown-ups now because we're like a few, oh, no, it was 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, we are proper grown-ups. Yeah. Uh, we would not be welcome on this island. But no. I guess, yeah, in in that story, um, the great giant Gulliver makes friends with manages to make friends with the little people but there is a you know a lot of wheeling and dealing um they kind of strike an uneasy pact that he won't do them any harm yeah uh much like much like bandit sort of agrees with the kids that they'll fault he'll follow their rules yeah grown-ups don't belong on rug island oh please i just want to get back to my ship well you can stay with us until your ship comes back or until I get really hungry. That was where it took me, but after the other week and talking to Blake about just how many movie references are packed into Bluey that we're not even noticing, there could be a million other uh, Tropical Island movies that I'm yeah, missing here, well, I feel. I was actually getting quite um, like Peter Pan-esque vibes, so sort of like, you oh, know, yeah. the, the, the island with the children living in their own sort of like almost like the Lost Boys. It's very Neverland, of, yeah. Yeah, a little bit Neverlandish, but you know, um, I guess uh, Wendy and John and Michael learning how to see the island um, and mm-hmm. using their imagination. Also, a little bit Mary Poppins esque. I don't know if you've recently seen um, Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I have seen it. Yes, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. And um, yeah, that was very much focused on you know the grown up having to learn how to see things through the eyes of a child again and for the children to, um, I guess, they'd been forced to be in sort of an adultish world doing the adult things and looking after their dad and then them relearning almost how to be children. So, yeah, as, as exactly as you said, Mare, so many movie references probably packed in and no doubt plenty that Blake is yelling at us now going, what about that one? <laughs> Anyway, uh, put it on the socials. Thank yeah. you, guys. A couple of other references that I really appreciated in this. The girls are wearing flower crowns and, you know, my my uh, Bluey Pod avatar wears a flower crown. So fully uh-huh. endorse um, the <laughs> topiary, um, you know, the the floristry efforts that are going on. They so look beautiful. great. So beautiful. I was getting very um, sort of Caesar vibes, oh, um, yeah. like they're their own little lords of the island. And I guess, um, well, actually, no, it was Greek mythology we were talking uh, last week with tickle crabs. But, yes. And I guess... Caesar might be slightly more Roman, but you know, though that's kind of <laughs> all ancient, uh, ancient yeah. world uh, <laughs> continues. Um, but yeah, I I do love that. It's 
very beautiful and I love the one they bestow upon Bandit as well. Got to love anywhere where you get a flower crown on arrival, I reckon. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm totally down with Rug Island for that. Um, And I loved how it showed that sort of montage bit at the start with um, Bandit learning the skills from the girls about how to be on Rug Island. Again, as you were saying before, very castaway, you know, with Tom Hanks sort of struggling to do basic things and then all of a sudden getting it. <laughs> Spear. Spear. Oh. And then there were some nice throwback references as well, like um, when they were talking about the salads, for example, and they're all like, oh, the greenery, you know, <laughs> straight back to barbecue. Um, when Bingo's like, yes. oh, nobody think of the salads. Yes. Um, the Pippies do wee-wees in this episode as well, much yes. to uh, Bingo's delight, which is a throwback to the beach. Mm. Actually, um, shout out to one of our listeners, Esther, who's um, one of the younger people who listen. Um, and, uh, yeah, she pointed out those two via email. So thanks, Esther. And thanks, I Esther. Reckon- Don't forget the salads. Oh, oh wonderful salads. Oh, the greenery. Now, there was also a fantastic reference directly pretty much to The Simpsons, Mary, when that football from uh, Lucky's dad comes straight over the fence <laughs> and hits Bandit directly in the cheese and jam, shall we say? <laughs> uh, same place as usual, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there, there's some great um, gifts of that moment happening to the Simpsons. I f- always forget his name, but the older gent with the, oh, yeah. Anyway, one of the Simpsons. Groundskeeper okay. Willie? No, it's not Groundskeeper Willie. It's, um, oh, I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. Hans Mole Man Productions presents Man Getting Hit by Football. <laughs> this contest is over. Give that man the $10,000. This isn't America's Funniest Home Videos. So that's quite a nice little reference to The Simpsons. And... um. Then also a reference to Lucky's dad as Jesus when he magically walks on water. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Where'd it go? He's walking on water. It must be some sort of grown-up magic. It's grown-up magic. <laughs> it is, and and it does send the girls into almost a reverential kind of um yeah they're they're looking for a god I guess and um. <laughs> suspect that it could be Lucky's dad. Look, Lucky's dad might be the god that we're all looking for, to be he honest. May, he may be. I mean, he can deliver a baby and got a heavy hat. He's, um, I think um, Lucky's dad, you know, he, he has been the MVP in um, Bluey season two so far and um, I'm loving the um, relationship, like seeing that sort of unfold between mm. Kim and um, Bandit and the girls as well. Like he's so up for for just joining in, which I really appreciate. Hey, Bandit, what's with all the pens? Oh, um, it's hard to explain. Now, Mayor, if a neighbour threw a ball over your fence, would you force your children to return it, even if they thought it was an egg and were trying to lick it? <laughs> Well, in these times, like no one's licking anything that's <laughs> no. coming over the fence, you would like to think. Uh, but, yeah, I think I like 
it is such a tough moment in the episode because the music stops. Um, the game, you know, the game is almost put on hold as we kind of see Bandit try and convince the girls to give it back. Uh, yeah, I I would be just handing it back and let letting the game have to just rebuild itself around that. You? Yeah, I would probably be pre- presenting it in a ceremonial handing over or something like that. Ah, okay, yeah. so make it part of the game. That would have been a good approach. But tricky because mm. Bandit has said he will do what the girls tell him to and yeah. you know, fall into line with the kids on this island. So he he is true to his word. Uh, just need the ball? Oh, uh, yeah, well, the thing is... Bandit? Ah, uh, yep, yep. Here you go. Snake! Ah! Get it off me! Get the ground up! It's a lovely and magnanimous gesture, I guess, by Lucky's dad in that he really does roll with it when Bandit says, no, you can't have the ball, and sort of just jumps over and says, oh, I just wanted my ball back. But, um, yeah, um, poor, poor Lucky's dad. Yeah. Even the line, what's with all the pens, and Bandit's just like, oh, it's all on the story. We've all been there. The like it did not seem that big at the start. I've got to uh, got to agree with Lucky's dad. Like, Surely they had a collection. Like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've just come out of every crevice. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, we move fairly rapidly from this point into, I think, what I would like to call the real heart of the episode. And if you were not left in tears by the end um, of this seven minute uh, journey, I think you may be dead inside because, um, you know, we have this beautiful moment where the girls um, almost like knight uh, bandit mm. or, like, you know, they're honouring him, giving him his own crown to say congratulations, you are now not a grown-up. But then very soon after that, um, Chili comes to the back door and it's like, ahoy there and it's time to go. And that line, Mare, They've come to take me home. But this is your home. You can't have two homes. Yeah, you're right. What am I going to do? You should go. Really? Are you sure? Yes, it's okay. I'm just glad you came to Rug Island. You can't have two homes and you should go. Um, but I'm just glad you came to Rug Island. Like, it's so like let let's unpack this a little bit. For me, that really sort of spoke about how valuable children find it when adults engage with them in play. I mean, so often, I guess, um, like I've got so many lovely childhood memories of different cousins and stuff, and the really vivid memories of those times where they did take their time to play with me, and how much I mm. loved that as being a kid. Um, and it's a lovely reminder as well now that I'm an adult just to sort of, you know, like they're just glad that you come to Rug Island, I think, you know, but they're just glad that you're coming to them and being able to play with them. And it doesn't actually matter what you're playing, but um, being able to relate to your child like that's so special um, or any child really. So, and it's good for the adult too, like, you know, with Bandit saying, you know, life seems so simple here. It really is for kids. You know, they don't care about he how does work look rejuvenated at the end of this, doesn't he? <laughs> he really does. And you know, the light's so beautiful, and 
you know, there's a lot to be said. I, I'm actually like lockdown is horrible, don't get me wrong, but there are some positives that I've noticed and one of them is being able to just slow down. You know, we're so busy mm. racing around to, you know, um, parties and events and different activities so often. Being able just to slow down and be present and home with the kids is really nice and not cramming mm. your weekend full of stuff. So, um, you know, I'd like a little bit of stuff, but, you know, just a, just a bit. <laughs> yeah. But um, it is really nice to be able to, I don't know, just sort of shut the door and not have to worry about housework so yeah. much and all those sorts of things because um, no one's coming to your house so no one can judge you if your kitchen's <laughs> overrun with dishes. Yeah, absolutely feeling that. And, um, and yeah, it is hard to carve out that time in the normal pace of life, um, less so obviously for Bandit who just missed his plane or whatever he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think he did? Do you reckon he called in and said, hey, guys, I'm going to be a bit a late? Pilot emergency. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to go wrestle snakes with my children. I mean, that would be very Queensland. So, um, Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, it might have only been like 7 a.m. This whole game might have been a half an hour wonder. You might have been yeah, like, yeah, I can true. squeeze it in. Well, look, you know, we've talked about how uh, sort of like physical size is shifting in front of our eyes. Possibly time is shifting in front of our eyes. One thing that is absolutely um, bending the time-space continuum is the stand-up paddle board that uh, they're yes. using to get around this uh, island because, yes. A, if you're on top of, like, they don't slide along grass in the first place. They definitely <laughs> don't slide along grass when someone is on top of them. I'm and so they have a fin <laughs> that come out bottom, which would be sticking, like, you know, kind of four inches into the dirt <laughs> under the grass if it's lying on the grass. So, yeah, I just, I I tried. I really tried. <laughs> that is not <laughs> You can imagine so many kids who would be like, Mum, no, I want the surfboard. And you're just like, no, you can't have it because it won't work and then there'll be tears. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> it did look fun. I, I would like that to be happening, but perhaps they should have gone with, you know, an, an inflatable. Esky lid. Yeah. Yeah, es- yeah, well, yeah. Wait. Here. It's a present for you. Oh, thanks. The final scene for me was just absolutely beautiful when um, Bingo gives Bandit the parting gift to leave Rug Island to remember his time by and um, he unwraps it and it's one of the connector pens. Um, Tell me about that moment for you, Mary, watching that. Uh, Well, it is so beautiful and it kind of... Like the fact that the, this whole game, this whole world has been inspired just by this pack of pens, um, I guess shows the potential in what Bingo's giving Bandit as well, that, you know, you can do anything with this really. And as he says, it's everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the I guess the the metaphor of the present is, We've switched back on your imagination for you. There you go, Dad. You can, you know, yeah. you're able to play like us now, which, which, yeah, is, you know, something we kind of all say very glibly, like, oh, we've learned more from them and they learn from us. But um, 
look, obviously it's a two-way street and the kids have learnt a lot from, like a lot of the imagination comes from the kid, um, the parents in the first place and letting yeah. the girls run wild with it. But, um, but, yeah, it does look like Bandit is pretty touched by the fact that they're trying to then give it back to him. Yeah. And I kind of um, also was thinking about, you know, obviously it's being written by Joe Brum, who's the creator of Bluey, and um, and he's an illustrator. So, you know, for someone giving him a pen, it really does open up this whole world. So, yeah, yeah I was kind of thinking about that as well. So um, the pen must have a bit of extra special meaning for all cartoonists, I guess, and all illustrators on the show um, because of the potential it can unlock and it's created this beautiful world, which is Bluey. That is a beautiful take and one I had not thought of at all. <laughs> I, you can use pens for drawing? That's, um, oh, my God. <laughs> after this seven minutes, I had forgotten. I've got what? to admit. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad we came um, to Rug Island, Mary. That's all I'm going to oh, say. So. so glad. And it is such a, um, you know, while there's so much story told in this episode, it is really about the relationships as well. And it's one of the one of the more beautiful bingo dad relationship episodes mm. because um, there's a moment at the start of this episode which might be one of the most classic bingo bluey exchanges for just capturing both girls personalities um <laughs> where bingo says it's a grown-up let's eat him And then proceeds to threaten to eat Bandit uh, on numerous occasions yep. throughout the escapade. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of personality and character development going on in this episode. But, yeah, at the heart of it all is really just the relationship between the girls and Bandit. Yeah, and it's beautiful. I mean, I think that's one of the things that both you and I, um, when we very st- first started watching Bluey Mare, were so attracted to. It was a dad and his girls and it wasn't weird and it wasn't like it was a special thing that this dad was um, doing uh, extraordinary parenting. It was just showing that as being completely normal and um, that he was extremely capable and that's, I think, what I've loved that that theme has run through because, you know, so many kids' shows do portray the dad as being a bit stupid or a bit daft, and you know, like Daddy Pig and Peppa Pig and other shows like that. And it's so refreshing always to see a dad that's just really engaged with their kids and that that's normal and nice. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It should be the standard that... <laughs> Um, you know, I think um, parenting's changed a lot in the last few generations and, um, you know, it's expected that both parents will be all in with your kids now, um, especially in lockdown. If they've got, if there was ever a time to be more involved with the kids, it's lockdown, right? And, um, yeah, I think watching Bandit with the girls in this throughout, yeah, just made my heart sing. It is so gorgeous. And speaking of singing, oh my gosh, the sound, the the score, how beautiful is it? 
Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. So there's kind of two sections, if you like. I'm going to call it the kids' choir singing bit and then there's okay, this yep. like fun sort of tropical under the sea kind of vibe um, piece as well that's sort of layered in between. So the under the sea vibe is sort of this peppy sort of um, like very staccato tropical vibes. Bumbongos vibes almost. Yes, yeah, that's a good that's a good descriptor. For the moments that are sort of more quiet, I guess, you know, they're the more complex moments of of the show, Um, there is this beautiful piece um, with a choir of children singing. Um, Now, I asked uh, Joff Bush about this um, and he was saying that they really wanted that music to kind of make sense of it being the kids' world that the grown-ups were stepping Mm. into. So they got a, a real choir of children singing and he said some of them were just stupidly talented. Um, one of the children was able to hit a high A, which is the and then, um, um, yeah, it goes on, but there's this beautiful high note and one of the kids was able to hit that. And then he said some of them were just really little but super cute. <laughs> <laughs> And so they, so they did use a bit of auto-tune to kind of get everyone in line, if that makes sense. Um, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, he said it was one of his favourite pieces that he composed for the whole season. So, oh, um, wow. Yeah, so that's a lot coming from Joff, right? Um, they also wanted to make a, another little note, which is when Bandit is getting his flower crown presented to him, the music... Um, pays a homage, if you like, to Elgar's um, Pomp and Circumstance, Land of Hope and Glory. Yeah. Yep, so mm-hmm. it's um, March 1 in D major for the music nerds. <laughs> for good bravery and rescuing the chocolate egg, you are now not a grown-up. Congratulations. And this is such a quintessentially um, British, if you like, song um, mm-hmm. It premiered in 1901 um, with King Edward VII in the audience and it became the only piece in the Royal Proms history at um, Royal Abbot Hall to receive a double encore um, and, in fact, King Edward loved it so much that he requested it to be included in the music for his coronation and they added um, the lyrics, which are just beautiful, but it talks about... Um, uh, God who made thee mighty, make thee mightier yet. So land of hope and glory, mother of the free, how shall we extol thee who are born of thee? Wider still and wider shall thy boundaries be set. God who made thee mighty, make thee mightier yet. And I think that's quite like um, in Britain you hear this at everything. You hear it at the rugby. You hear it at the Commonwealth <laughs> Games. You hear it at every sporting uh-huh. event. You see it at every prom um, you see it uh, all the time and it brings a tear to the eye every single time. And I think because it's come to represent for um, so many people that real sense of home and that sense of pride and of what they've built um, mm. as a nation. So it kind of, um, 
yeah, I was just reflecting on, I guess, the the pride that the girls have in building this beautiful island and this um, way of life, if you like. And it's quite a subtle nod, but I think it's really lovely that, you know, there's so much pride in what the girls have built and that they've included Bandit. And they're also proud of their dad for getting involved. So, um, yeah, perfect choice just for that slight little nod, it's just one line um, through the coronation, but yeah, it really to me stood out as being an inspired music choice. That is so beautiful. And I remember in Queens, we talked about it was a bit of a miss to not use it um, mm. because, you know, it is such a royal, uh, royal parade type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously. Nope, makes perfect sense because they were saving it for Bandit's <laughs> knighthood. <laughs> yeah, but just a line. I mean, it's such a great piece. They could have used the whole bloody thing. Anyway, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I'm over it. It's okay. We don't question Joff. <laughs> no, um, never question but, yeah. Joff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's all perfect. Um, the children's choir inclusion uh, made me think of a couple things um, oh, yeah. because – we heard from lovely Anna on Insta um, after we did the show a couple of weeks back who, and we were talking about the pop one hit wonder, I guess, of Lenka, the oh, show. Lenka, yes. Um, yeah, and uh, Anna said she she was the same. She instantly thought of that song watching that episode and that her um, kids' choir at school had actually covered it. Wow. Um, which made me think, yeah, that would be a really cute song to do in choir form. And now choir seems to be having a real moment or a weird moment at the moment because with so many people locked down or distanced or whatever, mm. um the Zoom choirs are happening. Have you gotten on one of these yet, Kate? Well, Mary, yeah, my because um, last year I joined an a cappella group um, <laughs> that was run uh, with my um, colleagues and, um, yeah, a little bit random, but go with me here. And and because uh, I've been at home, I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm not going to get to sing for a while. Let's face it, when I had... Um, a nearly five kilo baby in my belly. I wasn't doing much singing. I was just trying to breathe. Um, so, and when I was um, pregnant, I was horrendously ill pretty much the whole way through. So, I didn't. I didn't go to choir for a while. But I've now found out that they're doing isopella. So, um, yeah, Ooh. it's a weekly Zoom choir session, and I can't wait to get an, into it because, um, yeah. Unfortunately for COVID, singing is one of the worst things you can do apparently as far as spreading it. <laughs> so the safest way to sing Great. is to do it in your own house. And, yeah, you can do it via Zoom, which I'm very excited about seeing how that works. Um but yeah, I've seen other choirs doing it. Like, um, there's a great pub choir. Well, the pub choir people. Have you have you been on one I of theirs? I love pub choir and um born in Brisbane. So um yeah, pretty much as cool as Bluey, I would say. Um but yeah, like I've seen, you know, they kind of pick a, a pop or rock hit and then just get everyone in the same place and that mass of voices is just incredible. Yeah. But we did it in some... Melbourne. We sang um Alex Lloyd's song Amazing and it was did amazing. You? Yeah, it was so much fun. It was yeah, we did it at the corner. 
and it's probably one of the few concerts I can really clearly remember at the corner. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was terrific and um, just the vibe in the room was fantastic because I think, you know, you're creating something all together and there was sort of a sense of pride. They actually asked us to put away our mobile phones for the final performance mm-hmm. and we did and it was yeah, everyone was so respectful and it was like we all walked out with a massive grin on our face. It was, yeah, it was great. Um, I love the idea of it and I've been sort of following since they've started taking it onto Zoom. Yeah. Um, they're now calling it Couch Choir. Um, I think the latest song that they posted um, had like 1,500 people from 40 countries and it was wow. all these things that I've done, the killers, and it just absolutely um transcends it's so beautiful so um if anyone hasn't seen that absolutely recommend you checking it out so uh did we get there i think we're at the end of this episode um i will do a quick um a quick mail bag um oh actually one we know that now first because um it's uh, one from quite a few weeks back, It's a but it's a cracker from uh, Julia who's a nanny and commented on Insta um, on our uh, post about our bingo episode. Oh, um, yes. That, yeah, she loved that episode because one of the little people she looks after is such a bingo and um, saying bingo plays with bingo uh, works very well. Nice. Um, but in that episode we talked about uh, at the start of it, Chili plays Mumbrella and we couldn't quite work out the whys and wherefores of that one. Yeah. Julia pointed out that uh, Chili is just getting in a sneaky yoga session and quite clearly doing downward dog. So <laughs> it makes so much sense uh, now she's said it and that is genius, Julia. Thank you. And, yes, obviously, namaste, Chili. Great work. Why are you doing yoga in the driveway, Chili? Really? <laughs> like surely you are not that desperate. The kids are clearly up early. Like you've had time. Anyway. Uh no, I, I, I think I can relate to Chili there. Well, no, not that I would actually do the yoga, but it certainly occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the only way to get it in. If a dog does a downward dog, is it still a downward dog or is it something else? I don't know, just yeah. a downward. Yeah. Downward, yeah. Um, anyway, interesting. Um, I have a brief uh, I know that now, Mayor, and that oh, is yes, um, yes our, our uh, prediction was correct in that watching – um, piggyback again would get William back on his scooter. So, oh, hooray, so hooray, he has been scooting all over the shop. So, um, yes, we are both getting to ride our scooters again, which is fantastic. So, yes, bluey for the win. Um, <laughs> very yes. glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, if you would like to join us on a rug island at some point in the future, now is the time to hit us up on socials. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Got to Be Done, the Bluey Podcast, on Insta, we're at Bluey Pod, on Twitter, at Bluey Podcast, or just shoot us an email and share your thoughts about this episode or any others where BlueyPod at gmail.com. 
Um, we would also love it if you have the time on Apple or whatever um, podcast way you subscribe to us to uh, click the subscribe button and to uh, leave a little review if you have a moment because it helps other Bluey fans find us. Yes, so many people have been finding us. We've cracked the 200,000. Amazing. Um, So thank you, all you amazing listeners. Um, And a similar, well, an even more exciting milestone passed. It was a few weeks ago we talked about um, Ludo celebrating that uh, 100 episodes delivered um, at the start of July. So it's it's been more than four weeks since then. So I think we can safely say... All of season two in the can, which means put it on our televisions. Yes, give us the episodes, Ludo. We're in lockdown. Life is a little bit miserable. We need Uh, Louis stats. Yeah, so that's like the 26 uh, episodes in the second drop. That means the Christmas episode is done. (gasps) Um, The episode that has a flash forward to when Bluey marries Mackenzie and Jacinta Ardern like does the ceremony. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, (laughs) I'm sure all these things are coming and yeah, we just need to know when. So uh, I cannot wait to hear. She would surely be a very regal one. Oh, I don't know. What is just the most competent dog that I wish was running (laughs) Australia right now? Like, I I feel like that's the dog she would be. Yeah, definitely. um, Hi to all our uh, shiny in New Zealand. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. Very shiny hair. I'm very jealous. Uh, Um, Yeah, that sounds sounds like That sounds good. I'm I'm done with that plot line. Tell us what you think is happening in the next drop and we can't wait find out for real life what is but in the meantime as always kate you're a gem you're a gem too mary it's gotta be done bye Bye. (laughs) too easy fruit that's a snake Ah, get off me